recently heard a, a beautiful story from Rav Elimelech Biederman. He told a story that was told to him from Rav Binyamar Rimmer. Rav Rimmer is the Mashkiach and the Chabini Yeshiva in Yerushalayim. And he told a story that happened to him a number of years ago. He was working in the yeshiva. His father was the previous mashkiach who was working there as well. And his father, Mordechai Rimmer, had, a, had made a rule in the yeshiva that any time a student in the yeshiva would get engaged, some person from the yeshiva, one of the rebbeim, one of the mashkichim, somebody would have to go to the vort, to the engagement party, to show the student that the yeshiva cares for you, etc. Usually it wasn't that difficult. But one time there was a student who got engaged, and he lived in Kfar Atta. Kfar Atta, in those days, was a four-hour trip each way. Four hours each way from Yushalayim to Kfar Atta, and Kfar Atta back to Yushalayim. You had to take a bus from Yushalayim to the train station in Tel Aviv. From Tel Aviv, you had to take a train to Haifa, and from Haifa, another bus to Kfar Atta. So four hours there, four hours back. Rimmer went to his father and he said, this is ridiculous, I cannot go this far for an engagement party. It's, it's, it's crazy. Eight hours of traveling. The father said, I'm sorry, it's the rule of the yeshiva. How can we not go for this student? We go for everybody else. You have to go. So he says, fine. He was frustrated, but he said, fine. So he gets on the bus. You know, he takes the whole trip, four hours. He gets to the engagement party. Lots and lots of people there. He doesn't know anybody except the chassan, the, the boy who got engaged. Calls him over, so uh, you know, so appreciative to see the mashkiach, you know, came, came to the to the lachaim. He introduced him to his parents, and his father says to him, "No, can you say uh, say a Torah? Can you get him say a Torah?" So he says, "Okay, sure." So he gets up to speak, and if you've ever been to an engagement party, you know sometimes people are quiet when you speak, and sometimes people are not so quiet. And in this scenario, he said, "You got to speak." And not a single person paid attention. Everybody was talking and talking. And he gets up and he's speaking and no one's listening. And he's like so embarrassed. Uh, he finishes the vort. He gets, you know, sits, sits down. And, uh, you know, he left. So he left. He comes back. He tells his father what a disaster the whole thing was. Four hours each way. They asked me to speak. It was very nice. But not a soul was listening to me. What a, what a waste. You know, it felt so silly about the whole thing. Three years later, he bumps into the young man, into the, the chassan from Kfarata. He's now a married man. Um, and they're walking, and he was walking in B'nai Brak. He happened to see him. And, and he explained that, you know, this student was a nice boy. He was a smart kid. He had a lot of, uh, you know, uh, abilities. But he never was very serious about learning. Um, was never, you know, they didn't expect him to be, you know, accomplished in any way and learning as a Rebbe, etc. He wasn't, you know, he was a nice boy, but that wasn't, that wasn't part of the plan for him. And he bumps into the guy, you know, now in B'nai Brock, and he says to him, you know, what's happening? What are you doing now with your life? He says, actually, I'm a, I'm a Rebbe now. I'm giving, giving shear. I give a shear in the yeshiva. And <laughs> so rumor said, I was very surprised. I said, really? A Rebbe in the yeshiva? And he said, the, the guy looked at me and he said, yeah, and it's, it's all because of you. He said, what do you mean? It's, why is it because of me? He says, you remember when I got engaged? You came to my engagement party? He said, yeah. He says, you remember when you spoke at the engagement party? Nobody was paying attention. Everyone was talking. It was like very embarrassing. He said, I felt so bad. He said, yeah, I, I do. I remember that. He says, but I'll tell you two people who were listening. He said, I was listening and my future father-in-law was listening. And you said about me that I'm a Tamil Chacham. It's a fine Tamil Chacham, you said. 
And my father-in-law heard that, and he said, he came home, he said, you know, to my, to my, to my wife, and he said, you know, you're getting married to a, to a Talmud Chacham. And he would say that to me, you know, your Rebbe says you're a Talmud Chacham. And I heard you say I'm a Talmud Chacham. And I felt like this, on the one hand, like a little pressure. <laughs> Everyone's talking about me now as a Talmud Chacham. And at the same time, I felt for myself, if, 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 if you felt that that's who I was, then maybe I could be that. And after I got married, I was still, you know, learning for a little bit. And I, and I, and I pushed myself. And I worked harder. And, and that line that you said, he's a Talmud Chacham, it gave me such chizik at, and I found the ability to, to, to do it, and, 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 and it happened. So often we, uh, we try to do something nice for another person, and it, we put in the effort, and it doesn't work out. We reach out to somebody, and they don't respond. We think they didn't notice. It didn't matter. And this story reminds us that we should never, ever underestimate the power, the impact of going out of our way for another person. And absolutely, we should never underestimate the power of a kind word.